Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to Episode 77 of the Enterprise Now Podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, I talk with Steve Werner of Live to Win Coaching. Steve shares how he became a bond trader and how that led into becoming an entrepreneur. He talks about taking over his father's company and the lessons he learned from that experience. Steve talks about his battle with prescription drugs and how he overcame that to become the success he is today. I know you're going to get a ton out of this conversation, but before we dig in, here's a short message from our sponsor. Financing is a critical part of starting or growing a business. If you need financing for your business, Credit Line One is number one for business, personal, and real estate credit lines. Credit Line One offers no upfront cost financing for your business, personal, or real estate needs. Head over to creditlineone.com slash enow to get started. That's creditlineone.com slash enow. There are tons of similarities between athletes and business owners. There are keys to success, ways to separate yourself from the competition, and definitely ways to measure success. The greatest athletes in the world have a coach, someone to help them identify blind spots, to hold them accountable, and to give them honest feedback on their performance. Business owners are no exception. Every business owner entrepreneur needs a coach. Someone who can help maximize your performance and grow your business. That's what we do here at Enterprise Now. We help launch, grow, and maximize your business. To learn more, please visit us at enterprise-now.biz or give us a call at 866-610-1806. We look forward to talking with you. All right, Steve, can I get an oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. First of all, let me just say thank you for being on the show. I know uh, you have uh, about 100 other things that you could be doing right now, uh, but you chose to, to be here with me. So I appreciate that. Um, and one of the things that I always like to ask my guest, Steve, is to uh, tell me about themselves. But when I say that, I mean, you're welcome and free to go all the way back to the day you were born, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate that. And I'm not bashful about 
uh, telling you about myself. I actually wrote a book in 2012 and uh, the opening chapter in the book is, is called Know Your Story. So I'm really cognizant of, of my story and I have taken a lot of time in my life to know myself and my story. Um, so I'll take you back. Uh, I'll take you back to the story of, um, of my career, if that's okay. Okay. Um, or the story, the, the opening story of my multiple careers. Cause I love to tell this and, um, you know, it's, it's how one phone call can change your life forever. Right. So I, I went to school at, uh, in Arizona in 1978. I, uh, left Chicago, went down to Tempe, Arizona for school and, uh, had a great time there. And when I got back, my passion was to go into my father's business, which was, um, a construction business at the time. And I was all set to do that. We had argued, uh, fiercely. He wanted me to be a lawyer. I didn't want to go to school any longer. I always had a dream of being in business with my father. And finally, he gave in and said, okay, why don't you start next Monday? This was about 10 days after I had graduated college, and we agreed to that. And then I got the phone call that changed my life. My best friend, my college roommate, called me up and he said, I need you to take a ride with me to this place called the uh, Chicago Board of Trade. And I said, no, I'm not t- taking any rides. I I'm going to play golf because I'm starting my my career next Monday, and I'm going to get in as many rounds of golf between now and then as I can. And he said, "Come on, you're my best buddy. You know, I'd do anything in the world for you. Just take a ride with me to this place. My sister's making me go meet with this guy, and he teaches young guys how to do this thing called trade commodities." And I said, "No, I'm telling you right now, I'm going into the construction business. I, I don't want to take a ride." And he said, "Please, I would do it for you." So I said, "Okay." Long as you have me at the golf course by two o'clock, I'll go with you. And I took the ride downtown Chicago to this place called the Chicago Board of Trade. Met a guy who took us on a quick tour of, um, of the trading floor. And he looked at me and he said, you think you're just going to come down here and make a lot of money? Don't you punk? And I said, no, no. As a matter of fact, I'm going golfing in two hours. He's coming down here. I'm going into the construction business. And he said, no, you're not. He said, um, I'm going to teach you the art of what I do. And my guess is you're going to be here for the next, you know, for the rest of your life. And, uh, sure enough, took me down to the trading floor. I saw this controlled chaos going on. And I, uh, afterwards I, I got back in my car. I went to my father's office. I said, I, I was just at this place called the Chicago Board of Trade. And my father said, what did you think? And I said, Oh my God, it was crazy. You know, 500 guys jumping up and down, waving their arms, yelling, screaming. And my dad said, there's a lot of guys that are making a lot of money doing that. You want to give it a try? And I said, kind of. And 60 days later, I became a professional bond trader at the Chicago Board of Trade. And uh, that was the next 20 years of my life. And it was it was the greatest 20-year run I could have ever imagined. It was like uninterrupted success year after year after year financial Hollywood. And then it kind of ended abruptly in the year 2000. Electronic trading took over and, you know, the, the new wave of trading had entered. And my career was, it was like the lights were turned out. And now I was 40 years old with a wife and three kids. And it was kind of, what do you do next kind of thing? And 
the next 17 years leading up until now, I've been involved in a turnaround of a business, a startup of a business, written two books, gotten certified in coaching, done some motivational speaking, and brings me here today. Just uh, loving to tell my story, and that's why I think I wound up on your podcast. Wow, that is incredible. I have a ton of questions about that and and, yeah, and, <laughs> and how we got here today, but I'm going to I'm going to backtrack just a little bit because I want to know a little bit more about you. Um what what's uh, what's your favorite thing to do? What is my favorite thing to do? Well, my favorite I guess my favorite pastime is golf. That's for sure, but my real favorite thing to do is spend time with my family. That's for sure. I have I'm very blessed and I have an amazing wife and three truly amazing kids. And if I if I could pick out a block of time at any time, it would be to spend time with them and have fun with them. Gotcha. I am in total agreement. I have uh, two little ones uh, married as well. And uh, I'll tell you, I can't wait to get home uh, every day to uh, to throw the little ones up and, and play with them. So I definitely get that. Well, I'll, t- I'll share with you that uh, my firstborn is a girl. Today is her 27th birthday. Wow. And it blows me away how fast 27 years uh, have gone by. My wife did an amazing Facebook post this morning of a collage of different photos from uh, throughout her life and looking at like the first ones when she was a year old and then four years old, 10 years old. It just blew me away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can already, att- I can attest my, my little one's 10. Uh, she'll be 11 uh, here coming up uh, soon. And the these 10 years have just flown by. I can't even imagine um, how fast the next 10 are going to go. So embrace them. Yeah. So if you had to, to, to nail it down to, to one thing, what would you say your superpower is? My superpower for sure is my ability to connect with people. How have you been able to leverage that both thinking through your, your years as a, um, a bond trader and, um, writing the books, turning around businesses, starting businesses up. How does that work its way within those, uh, those environments and situations? Sure. Well, you know, it's all about the people, right? It's all about the people that you connect with and the, uh, the ability to do what you're good at and then, uh, surround yourself with the people that can really enhance the situation. Like I'm great at connecting with people. I'm not great at, I'm not a financial wizard. I'm not a, a operations wizard, but when I put myself in a situation of being able to develop relationships, develop business, surround myself with great people that know how to run the day-to-day operations of a business, um, the financial side, the ops side, and I, you know, allow me to do what I do best, and that's develop business and develop relationships. It turns into a win-win for everybody. You mentioned before how you, you got to where you are now. Tell us a little bit about the the seventeen years, uh, the the startup, the turnaround, and uh, the coaching and the books, and uh, take us through through that period of time. Sure. So I left commodity trading after you know nineteen years, as I mentioned earlier. And I love to say 19 uninterrupted years of success. It was just every year was either as good as or better than the year before, which is almost unfathomable in business, right? Most businesses have their ups and downs. I just had a really, really steady career and some some really great times, but more often than not, really, really good times. And then in, in the year 2000, 
when my business ended abruptly, I kind of segued into my father's business, something that I had always wanted to do, right? I told you at the beginning that when I got out of school, I had this passion about going into business with my dad. So here I am. I'm this really blessed guy. I have 19 uninterrupted years of success, and now I get to live my dream. I had been an investor in my father's business over the course of my years as a trader. A lot of my friends were investors, so it only made sense that I would kind of segue into this financial business that he had built as well. And when I got there, I got two phone calls very quickly. The first phone call was my fa- from my father's wife, who told me that my father had cancer, right? That kind of knocked me off my seat. And the second phone call was from my father's bank, who told me that the business was $5 million upside down, and they were coming to take the keys to the company. Wow. So I remember going home, pulling into my house, looking at my wife going, you're not going to believe this, right? Like I just had 19 glorious years. Well, here are two phone calls that I got today, Wow! right? So now I've got to A, hit my knees and pray that my dad's health is going to be okay. And B, I've got a decision to make with this business, right? What do I do now? Like I have no practical business experience whatsoever. I'm a commodity trader that has decided to segue into a family-owned business. I've got to decide, do I bury this thing or do I save it? And I've got a great portion of my net worth and a lot of my friends' money invested in here. So I was pretty fortunate. Uh, I was 40 years old at the time, had a younger brother who was a pretty smart kid, 22 years old that was in the family business. And there were two guys that uh, we had become friends with that were on their way to Harvard. One was on his way to Harvard Business School. Uh, another one was a really gifted guy in business himself. And we kind of talked them, talked one into deferring his uh, experience at Harvard off for a few months and uh, helping us reorganize this business. And the four of us rolled up our sleeves and, and we went to work and we uh, devised a plan on how we were going to reorganize this company, recapitalize it, get the wrong people in the business off the bus and the right people back on, kind of the good to great uh, theory. If you've ever read the book, Good to Great by, by Jim Collins. And we did that. It took us about six months of planning. We negotiated with the bank and got some leeway from them and presented them with a reorganization plan. And we did it. We, uh, we turned the company from a consumer finance company into a private bank, so to speak, for fix and flip property investors, which is really popular right now. But we were kind of the pioneers of this whole fix and flip lending business. And and after six months, we relaunched and it took us three years. We made back that $5 million and built uh, an incredible business. In the year, I think 2001, we lent like $400,000 to local rehabbers in Chicago and fast forward to the year 2006, uh, we lent $100 million. Wow. So we grew very quickly. We had an incredible team of 40 some odd young people, and we were off to the races in 2007. We were getting looked at by major hedge funds and private equity groups who wanted to either invest or buy a significant part of the business, and then 2008 came. Mm-hmm. the financial crisis. Mm-hmm. And within nine months, our entire business had evaporated. Wow. Um, yep. 
We got calls from our Wall Street lenders who decided they didn't want to be in the business anymore, and they made us uh, un- painfully unwind our business. Um, it was two years of a lot, a lot of pain for my brother and myself, letting go of you know five or ten people at a crack that uh, had been a gigantic part of our life and took us two years and we unwound the business. And after that, I got involved in a startup, which uh, that was 2009 uh, in the security side of vacant and abandoned properties. Proud to say that that business is now operating in 10 cities uh, across America. I wrote my book called The Titan. Uh, it was the uh, little fictitious tale about an entrepreneur that gets thrown back in time and discovers his business DNA, made it to bestseller on Amazon in multiple categories. And I think it's been very impactful uh, in, on a lo- in a lot of lives based on the reviews that I've seen over the last six, seven years. Uh, and I got certified in coaching, which was a passion of mine and went out and started telling my story, just like I'm telling it to you. I've told it at major universities, at local real estate groups, at you know local clubs, etc. But my real passion is to, um, to go out and help people that uh, help high achievers that find themselves caught up in a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety, um, and maybe even a dependency on prescriptive drugs. Mm. Seems to be like a major epidemic in America right now, especially in corporate America and with high achievers. And I've been that route and I've kind of developed a formula to deal with that. So that's where I'm at today. Now, when you say you've been that route, does that mean that you've been there that's been part of your experience or you just know from um, from working with uh, these these folks? You want to hear the rest of the story, I presume. I do. Yeah. So yeah, I do know from personal experience and um I'm pretty transparent. I'm like an open book about my story. And there's a few reasons for that. Number one, I think it's a great story that needs to be heard. And number two, I, 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 I'm cognizant of the fact that there's a lot of people that might find themselves in the same spot. So I'll make it quick. But in 2015, I was having breakfast early, early in the morning with a very good friend's son who happens to be a doctor. And, um, I, he's 37 years old. He's a very tough guy. He's a world-class triathlete besides being a doctor and, um, known him since he's 12 years old. And we just decided we were going to get caught up on life and we were having breakfast and he looked at me across the table and he said to me, what are you on? And I said, what do you mean? What am I on? And he said, you heard the question. What do you want? And I said, well, to tell you the truth, you know, I have trouble sleeping, you know, after 2009, 2010, during, you know, painfully unwinding my business, I wound up seeing a therapist and I got put on some medication for, you know, some uh, sleep deprivation, et cetera. And he said, you still didn't answer my question. Mm-hmm. What do you want? And I said, well, I take Ambien, Klonopin, Doxepin, and Lexapro. And he just looked at me and he said, congratulations, you're going to die. Mm. I, I, I was like flabbergasted. I said, what are you talking about? It's six o'clock in the morning. I'm downtown Chicago having breakfast. And he said to me, look, you know, whoever put you on that cocktail, uh, should lose their license. I'm going to get you off all those drugs. And, 
I'm going to ask you right now, are you in or are you out? And I said, well, I'm in, but how am I going to sleep? And he said, well, I'm going to put you under a real protocol of mind, body, and spirit, which is very kind of cliche-ish. I've heard it forever. Um, he said, but uh, it's going to be the worst year of your life. I'm just letting you know right now. And I said, what does that mean? He said, you're addicted to these prescribed meds. And I said, well, how can I be addicted? I, all I do is I take them as prescribed, what, what they say on the, on the pill jar. How do you get addicted to that? And he said, when you've been on any medicine for seven years straight, especially meds like you're on, you're addicted. And he was right. Um, and I was up for the challenge. So I could tell you as early as the second night, I was um, laying in my son's bed. My, my older son had moved out of the house. And it was suggested to me to go into another room uh, because I wasn't going to be sleeping well for a while. And the second night at 2 o'clock in the morning, I was up shaking like a leaf, like a, like a crack addict. Wow. And I texted my friend, the doctor, and I said to him, I'm not going to make it. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. I, I need my pills. And he said, and you know how you can look at your phone and see that text coming back? Mm -hmm. And the text came back and it read, put on a pair of shorts, a pair of gym shoes, and a hoodie, get out in the street and run 20 wind sprints. And I type back, it's February 2nd. It's <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> in Chicago. It's four <laughs> below zero out. Are you crazy? And he's, the text came back, yes, I'm crazy. <laughs> get out in the street and run 20 wind sprints. I don't care what the temperature is. You said you were in, do this now. Went out in the street. I ran 20 wind sprints, came back, typed it into my phone. I did it. He typed back, how do you feel? I typed back, better. His response, great. Get in the shower, get cleaned up, make yourself breakfast, get your day started. I texted back. It's 2.48 in the morning. Texted me back. I don't care what time it is. I didn't ask what time it is. Get your day started. And I can tell you this went on for 10 months. Wow. Night after night, day after day, there'd be times I'd be feeling great. And then at 12 o'clock noon, I'd be in my office. I'd have a splitting headache. I'd be nauseated. I'd be going through withdrawal effects. And I would type him, type to him, I'm not going to make it. And he would type back, get down and do 200 push-ups right now. Mm-hmm. And I would do them or 400 jumping jacks or 150 burpees day after day, night after night. Um, and one day after 10 months, I woke up and I was like scared. I felt good. A and I, I called him. I didn't even text him. Excuse me. I said, Ari, I'm scared. Like, uh, this is strange, man, but I feel good. And he just said to me, congratulations. You made it to the other side. And I started doing my research after that, and the numbers were staggering. I could tell you that if I walked into a business of 100 employees, 70 of those employees are on some sort of prescription medication. Wow. 50 of them are on an antidepressant or on an anti-anxiety med. Staggering numbers. 60% of them are addicted. And probably 80% of them don't know they're addicted. And about one and a half of them won't be here with us next year. 
Wow. Yep. So I started building a program, pretty much the mind, body, and spirit program that I, uh, that I followed. And I'm out um, coaching it right now to high achievers that want to live uh, you know, a life free from stress, anxiety, and most importantly, any kind of dependency on um, prescriptive drugs that should be used. And, I'm, uh, and I say this very cautiously, like there is a place for prescriptive drugs, and it's for people with mental illness, not people that have events in their life, like losing a business or a breakup in a relationship or losing a job and they get depressed or anxious because of it. You need to develop coping mechanisms to deal with that, not rely on a pill to carry you through that every day of your life. So that's my story. Wow. That is, is, is phenomenal. And, and you're right. There's a, there's a, um, an unspoken, um, thing that, that with entrepreneurs and business owners that we don't talk about a lot and, and depression and, uh, dealing with the loss of a business and those types of things. We, you know, it's not something that, that folks talk about. So thank you for sharing your story and being transparent and being open to, uh, shedding some light on that because it's something that we, um, as entrepreneurs, we need to talk about and we need to be aware of so that we don't make, uh, the same mistakes that, um, our friends and, and brothers, <laughs> as I call them, uh, have made. Um, I had a, a mentor once and he, he told me, he said, well, you know, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes and, um, I want you to, to find your own potholes <laughs> to, uh, to, to step in so uh, so thank you so much well for, for sharing uh that story my pleasure talk a little bit about dealing with with that with failure and how to get over over those failures hindsight is 2020 looking back on that now how would you have dealt with that differently that's a great question well the first thing i would have done was i would have used um the coping mechanisms that i now have instead of you know being reliant on uh I'm popping pills to make it through rough, anxious, or depressive times. And, you know, to me, if, if you're trying hard and trying often, you're going to fail. Like I was a really successful commodity trader and I failed several times throughout every day. I'm sure you've heard the, you know, the cliche, the baseball cliche that you can get to the Hall of Fame hitting 300. And that means that you make an out seven out of every. 10 times you fail, you know, twice as many times as you succeed and you still get to the hall of fame. So knowing that, you know, if you, if you want to live life safely, you're probably not going to fail a lot, but you're not going to, I don't, I just don't think that you're going to, you're just going to not live that euphoric existence. I, I, life wasn't meant to be lived boring and, uh, and failures just part of it, right? I mean, we fall down a million times before we even, learn how to walk. And if we're, you know, if we, if we understand that, you know, with failure often comes success, we would, we, we wouldn't be as, as afraid to fail. That is absolutely true. Um, what are some of those mechanisms that you've learned, um, now, uh, to deal with, with failure or, um, rough patches or hard times that, that may happen in, in business and, um, and in life? Yeah. So I, I, I decided that you know, in the whole mind, body, and spirit realm, I like to call it stronger, smarter, and connected. I had to pick one thing to get 
really grounded at, right? It was either the mind part, the body part, or the spirit part to anchor my existence. So I decided that I was going to get in the best physical shape of my life. And I'm 58 years old, and I've always been kind of a fitness nut, you know, uh, runner, weightlifter, hockey player, golfer, all of the above. But in 2015, I said, I'm going to take it to new heights. So I made a commitment to uh, get up every single morning at 4.30, start my day with, you know, uh, a, a, a prayer, uh, and then um, get a quick cup of coffee in me and then hit the gym and really got myself anchored and got in the best shape of my life. And then I went after the spiritual and the mindful side. And I use those principles every day. So I believe that I need to be, you know, connected to a higher power, um, that I need to have some decompressive time. And that might be through meditation or, you know, or even, even more prayer time. I work out very hard. I eat very clean and very nutritious. I try to use a method that me and another buddy of mine, another trader buddy of mine, who have built this program called Recovery to Discovery, and that's really getting out of the world of therapy and dependency and more into the world of discovering your inner strength. We call it, we call this method the wise mind response, and that's when you're overwhelmed with something and, and it's causing your mind to spin or to, you know, your, your thoughts to accelerate, to kind of take a deep breath, pause, and then think of one of these other principles, maybe like prayer or meditation or even a quick sprint or 20 push-ups like I did when I was going through my withdrawals and, and divert to those to be able to get those um, limited thoughts or limited beliefs out of your mind. And I think then the most important component out of all of these is the contribution piece. Whenever I'm feeling down or victimized or less fortunate, I pick up the phone and, and immediately call somebody who I know is in a tougher spot than me and try to be of service to them or of help to them. And I'll tell you that some, you know, I, I often do it by phone, but even in person, I have a very close friend that has been going through a rough time emotionally and financially. And he's had a lot of dark thoughts and he kept telling me about him. So I just showed up to his office and I sat across from him, you know, told him I was there. And, uh, he looked at me and he had tears coming down his face and he said, you're just, you're the greatest, you know, like you check on me, you're here making sure I'm okay. And I just looked at him and I said, you didn't think I was doing this for you, did you? <laughs> and, and he looked at me puzzled. He said, what do you mean? I said, I'm doing this for me, man. I sat in your chair before. I've been the victim. But I know that um, through my role and contribution, my real success will come when you're sitting in my chair and helping the next person that's less fortunate than you. Mm. And I tried to teach that to my uh, my kids along the way also. I think it is the most important component for not only uh, thriving, but for healing, too in uh in in dire situations steve what i want to do now is end our, our our conversation here but before we before we go um two things i wanted to to 
to give you an opportunity to give a, a bit of advice to um, maybe it's an entrepreneur out there who is is struggling with um, addiction and maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't know the the signs of uh, of addiction. Um, speak to them and and give them some advice or some some ways to become aware of of the the potential problem and help give some insights on how they can can get out of it. Sure. I, I, I would say that one of the best things you can do is use your time wisely, right? And don't get caught in your own spin and your own victim and uh, being the victim. One of the great things, one of the great tools that I use is, is YouTube. I try to find like a, uh, a, some sort of spiritual lecture or talk every day. I've stumbled upon two women in particular. One is Marianne Williamson, and another is a young lady by the name of Gabrielle Bernstein. They have amazing spiritual uh, uh, talks and YouTubes that you can find, and incredibly peaceful, incredibly insightful, and it will help you um, understand that you're never alone if you don't want to be, that you can connect to uh, you know to a higher power and to the universe, and that if you just understand that this. Uh, you know, um, there's, there's a beautiful GPS system for you set up in life. And if you, if you think in a, in a positive way and connect with that GPS system, there's nothing but a bright future ahead of you. Um, when you divert from that and become resentful, anxious, jealous, that GPS system gets turned off and it might makes life very hard. And difficult. And if you actually take the time to look back, understand your story and think about, think about your life as a navigational system. And every time you did something that worked, put the pedal to the metal and do it again. Think back about the things that didn't work. Stop doing them. So do more of what you do love, less of what you don't love. And you'll find, um, it makes life a lot easier. If, um, if people want to reach out to, to you, and uh, read your your book, The Titan, or get any of the other uh, material uh, that you have. Um, how can they do that? Yep, uh, you can find me at Live to Win Coaching. So that's L I V E T O W I N Coaching dot com. That's to connect with uh, w- with me directly. You, uh, I'm at Steve at Live to Win Coaching dot com. That's my email address. Or you can. Um, you can go to Amazon and look up my book, The Titan, by Steve Warner. It's W-E-R-N-E-R. Again, it's a little entrepreneurial, fictitious tale about uh, a guy that gets thrown back in time and discovers his business DNA. And within the book, I've woven in the principles that I think are imperative for success. And like I said, the uh, the reviews have been just overwhelming and flattering to me. So I, I know but the book has been very impactful. In, in several people's lives. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm able to track it on Amazon and, uh, without even promoting it, the book is now sold, uh, all over the world, I think in 20 different countries. Wow. How cool is that? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Awesome. Well, thanks again, uh, Steve, for being with me. Um, I, to be completely honest, I did not expect 
that uh, the conversation would go the way it did, but I'm glad that it did because I know that somebody is going to be helped by it and somebody's going to benefit by um, learning from what you've experienced. So thank you so much for sharing and thank you for being transparent as well. Thank you for allowing me to share my story. Appreciate it. All right, Enterprisers, that is all we have for you this fine episode. Um, head on out to the website and download that three-piece of empowerment worksheet. As Steve said, you you have to understand your purpose, your path, and your and, and your passion. Uh, otherwise, you're you're spinning your, your wheels and you're you're going in the, the wrong direction. Uh, Steve uh, referred to it as the GPS of life. Uh, once you are operating in your awesome zone, you can then begin to flow from that instead of trying to make things flow into that. So go out there, uh, go out there and download that and um, reach out to me. Let me know how it's going. If you're struggling to uh, to get things down, let me know and we can walk through it together. So thank you guys so much. And we will talk with you next week. Financing is a critical part of starting or growing a business. If you need financing for your business, Credit Line One is number one for business, personal and real estate credit lines. Credit Line One offers no upfront cost financing for your business, personal, or real estate needs. Head over to creditlineone.com slash enow to get started. That's creditlineone.com slash enow. There are tons of similarities between athletes and business owners. There are keys to success, ways to separate yourself from the competition, and definitely ways to measure success. The greatest athletes in the world have a coach. Someone to help them identify blind spots, to hold them accountable, and to give them honest feedback on their performance. Business owners are no exception. Every business owner entrepreneur needs a coach. Someone who can help maximize your performance and grow your business. That's what we do here at Enterprise Now. We help launch, grow, and maximize your business. To learn more, please visit us at enterprise-now.biz or give us a call at 866-610-1806. We look forward to talking with you. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.